The following was originally broadcast on Northumberland 89.7 FM. For more podcasts and learn more about us, go to northumberland897.ca. And thank you for downloading this podcast. Today, we're going to focus on AirNet Wireless, and I have on the phone with me, Andrea Jephtha. Hello, Andrea. Hi, Mark. Tell us about AirNet. Tell us how you got started, uh, how much of the area in Northumberland you cover, and all the history of the business. My dad, Carl Jephtha, started it back in 98. Uh, When we were moving out here, there was nothing out here. As my grandmother says, necessity is the mother of invention. So he was forced to start the groundwork, started approaching local farmers, uh, was trying to get on silos and grain elevators. And then uh, when we were incorporated in 2002, we were the first telecommunication company on the Coburg Water Tower, and that helped us then rebroadcast the signal back out to the uh, wireless network that he had built. Spans across Northumberland County, going as far as Brighton, north towards Rice Lake, and uh, over towards Perrytown Garden Hill area. So I'm going to guess that your dad has some background in telecommunications. Right. So he was uh, the head of operations and technology for a company that he was working for back in Pickering before we had moved out here. So yeah, he's been in the telecommunications field since um, we moved to Canada. Are you okay if I ask where you moved from? Yeah, uh, Cape Town, South Africa. What brings a family from Cape Town, South Africa to Canada? And then how did the move happen from Pickering to come to Northumberland? Well, Cape Town, South Africa, back in those times was still under apartheid rule. So my parents were trying to get out of that uh, kind of hostile, uh, not such a great uh, country for us to be living in at that time. Understood. And my mom's brother was already out here. So he sponsored us and, and helped us move out this way. And, and they lived in Ajax. So subsequently we settled in Pickering, just as close by. In Northumberland, my parents just wanted a more wholesome <laughs> lifestyle get away from the city for us and that's what drew us out to the small town of uh Rafton. Airnet itself you're headquartered in Centerton? That's right yep. How has it evolved over the last 10-12 years? In the beginning I mean he only started with maybe 10 towers we've grown to 40 plus towers now and we have more than one fiber connection um, before it was just all coming in from the Coburg water tower we now also have a secondary connection coming in from Coldburn so that gives us coverage from east and west side there and then yeah constantly upgrading the equipment so now we're also on our LTE fifth generation equipment that we've been rolling out across the network as well. When March 2020 came along and the world ground to a halt How did that impact you guys? You have technicians going out to do site surveys, to do installs. How did that suddenly change? Uh, It was a huge shock and uh, it was a huge scramble for hand sanitizer. (laughs) We definitely had to step up our safety procedures to make sure they were, you know, protected for when they were going into the homes. But then as things changed, we did halt going into houses. So we then had to come up with a whole new outdoor procedure and remote install so that we weren't going into customers' homes so that our technicians, again, were limiting contact with, you know, people that way. Following that, we would basically do a second install after things did lift. We were able to go back inside at no cost to the customer, of course, and then redo our proper interior install as we would normally do. 
because you guys are a technology company, that's a an essential service. No point in time where you guys were shut down, correct? No, that's right. We had to stay open. Um, so that was hectic. And I mean, with everybody working from home now as well, that did put a lot more pressure on us, you know, a lot more people calling in, more service calls having to go out, a lot more plan upgrades as well, because people were using their internet differently than they were before. Now, with people doing Zoom interviews, they weren't, you know, focusing so much on their upload speeds, but you do need that as well when you're sending your videos uh, online. Uh, a lot of people just had small plans, but now that they're working from home, they're doing so much more. Kids are working, um, they're doing their remote schooling. So yeah, they just needed to realize that your plan wasn't built for what you had before. And now that you're changing your usage, you need to maybe change the plan. We did have to uh, do some upgrades to the towers to accommodate that extra capacity. Some of them that, you know, we actually had to put stop cells, like meaning we weren't putting any new customers on there. We wanted to make sure we were accommodating the existing customers on that tower and we didn't want to overload it. Did you find that uh, you were doing upgrades and, and additional work that you had planned to do a couple of years down the road and suddenly became necessary to do now? Yeah, absolutely. Um, Projects that we had kind of in the future, like where our hands were forced, we were basically having to do those because of the demand that we were now faced with. With all the talk about rural internet service from both federal and provincial governments over the last few years, was there extra monies available that you guys could tap into, both from a rural internet point of view, but also from a pandemic support point of view? So the government had funding available, but unfortunately, it didn't go to um, a local people. Uh, unfortunately, government money has been handed out to bigger guys. Gotcha. We've never received any government funding. We've never received any support that way. There have been things that, once again, are we were forced to do, right. <laughs> but I think we're good and we will be uh, rolling out. Um, one of the things was going, we've been wanting to for a while to go paperless, and then we were forced to because, uh, you know, not wanting to exchange paper contracts, things like that, when the, the texts are on the road. So we've now implemented that, and that's something we'll be keeping. Uh, we were also doing contactless payments, you know, again, to avoid exchanging devices and things like that, and, uh, and that went well. So I think that's something we'll also continue to roll out as well as even just the Zoom interviews, um, because we were forced with having to streamline our training and interview process. So Zoom did play a big part in that as well. And and I think we'll be continuing to use that. So as um, just as an interview process, and then also as in the onboarding, getting them to do some of the pre-training stuff, like videos and things that we can send them to do online on their own. You know, um, so that's also been a, 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 something we've changed and it's been received well. So I think we'll continue doing that. I want to give you an opportunity, Andrea, to let our listeners know if they're interested how to get a hold of Airnet. So you can reach us at our toll-free number, one 534 We're available Monday to Fridays from 9 until 6 p.m. And you can also reach us on our website at airnet.ca. Uh, you can fill out a free site survey there if you're interested in service. Uh, and also you can send us an email at airnet.info at airnet.ca. Well, I want to thank you for taking the time. Tell us what it's like to operate your business during this pandemic. And I would like to invite everyone in Northumberland to focus on Airnet Wireless.